0: The nation is currently swept up in a media spiral, and no one can quite get enough of the developing story that is the disappearance of Gabby Petito. What seemed to be a picture-perfect relationship may not actually be all what viewers of Gabby's vlogs had thought. We are here to tell you what we know as of Tuesday, September 21st, 2021, and discuss a case that has anyone with a daughter, sister, or friend shaken to their core. We are your hosts, Helen Allen and Sherry Ferreira. This is The Chalk Line. Good evening, everyone,
1: and the highlights of the news this Thursday.
0: Okay, so for one thing I just want to address, we don't usually cover developing cases, just kind of out of respect for people that are, you know, still grieving and out of respect for getting the facts totally right, because sometimes... Things come out a little bit later in the investigation that we weren't initially able to get.
1: Yeah, of course. And we always want to bring you the most accurate story possible. Exactly.
0: So we're going to tread very carefully here. And as always, we cite our sources in the show notes. So if you have questions, if there's discrepancies with anything that we say, you know, go ahead. Do your own research make your own opinions. Exactly. As like always. we said in the
1: intro, this is what we know as of Tuesday, September 21st. So Right.
0: And a lot of this, you know, we might speculate based on what we know, but also at its core, this is just a very devastating case for the family and, you know, investigators are in a frenzy and we Are just two people who who are discussing the case, and it's nothing more than that. Everything that we say, I would like for you to take it with a grain of salt, but also do your own research and, you know, just be aware of everything. Oh, of course. But yeah, this is just kind of a case that the two of us could not stop talking about, could not stop bothering our
1: boyfriends about. We saw like teenagers, but literally every five seconds.
0: I, I was saying to Matt, I don't know why, but this specifically like shakes me to my core. it It really not a lot of cases keep me up at night. and this one has
1: for sure because it's like you feel so close to it in a way, just reading right. about it and connecting.
0: and it just, I think it is a an important case to tell. In terms of... Bringing awareness. Yeah, and, like, not everything on social media is as it seems. At all. Because you look back on those pictures of them traveling, and it's just...
1: You should take everything with a grain of salt on social media. Especially nowadays. I sound like I'm 50, but especially nowadays. I No, I'm...
0: exactly. And I think that these, this is mostly why I wanted to cover this because this, unfortunately, the future of missing persons cases and crimes, it's like... Everyone... And And, and if you don't know, if you're listening to this and you don't know about this case, sorry, because we're kind of jumping all over the place right now, but... <laughs> It is a case that people are heavily aware of on social media, on TikTok, on Twitter. And so I think, obviously, Sherry and I are internet sleuths to begin with in our <laughs> own right. But, you know, this almost almost walks the line of what's appropriate to put on social media about true crime cases and, you know, developing cases. So with that being said, let's get right into it. Oh, yeah. Brian Laundrie first met Gabby Petito at Bayport Blue Point High School on Long Island, according to Gabby Petito's stepfather, Jim Schmidt. Sorry, I'm going to be very annoying in this episode, and I'm going to say according to all the time because, like I said, it's a developing case, and I just want to get it as right as I can. The couple has been dating since March 2019, and in July 2020, they announced their engagement. This whole timeline that I am getting is from a CNN article that is in our show notes. If there's any discrepancies, again, it is from this CNN article. So they announced their engagement in July 2020. However, this past Wednesday, Gabby's mother, Nicole Schmidt, told the Daily Mail that she believed that the couple had actually called off their engagement before they
1: went on their trip
0: because they were feeling that they were kind
1: of too young to get married. Yeah, which is exactly what I heard, too, that right before their trip, they decided to call it off.
0: Yes. Now, let's go to June 2021. Gabby and Brian kind of embark on this cross-country journey. The plan was to travel in Gabby's whiteboard van to the West Coast and visit state parks across the whole Western U.S., Gabby continuously maintained regular communication with her family throughout this time, and that communication abruptly stopped around the end of August. Before we get to that part, I think it's important to discuss an event that happened on August 12th, 2021. This event happened in Utah, um, a police officer kind of was driving behind them, and it was the, because they were speeding, yeah, so the they officer were, took
1: notice. In,
0: so you can, you can look it up, this body cam from this officer, so you can listen to it, watch it, whatever. At first he says it's like a 25, but then he corrects himself and says it's a 15, and apparently they are going 45 miles per hour. So in that, in itself, it's alarming to him. As he is, like, tailing them, kind of, and ready to pull them over, they kind of hit a curb and go over the curb, and then... So, obviously, he's, like, worried that... Yeah, he's
1: thinking that they're either intoxicated, something's not right, Yeah, or
0: just, like, unsafe driving to begin with. So, he pulls them over, and, you know, he basically just separates the two of them immediately. He... Well, he first talks to them when they're in the car, and she is very quick... Gabby is very quick to apologize for distracting him, um, Brian, and... It basically just becomes the police officer being like, okay, I, thank you for letting me know. I'm going to separate you two. So he brings Gabby over to his car and Brian is still at the, the van.
1: And I don't know if it was because of this reason that I'm about to say, but when he did approach them, he did see that she was crying and mostly in distress. Mm-hmm. So he definitely wanted to talk to her first and sort of hear her perspective on everything and, like you said, separate the two.
0: Right. And she... Like I even think maybe crying is an understatement. She is so shaken up. And yes, crying, but there's just something about her that she is so distraught and so
1: panicked. Exactly. I was going to say panic or anxious or just something yeah. festering in her.
0: Right. Of. So, basically he like he talks them through it. He describes Gabby as being confused and emotional, which, you know, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> you have a boyfriend. Oh. Lots of things leave
1: me confused and emotional. <laughs> oh, my God. Scorned, even. <laughs>
0: so, this uh, at this point, I'm not, like, judging her, obviously. No one yeah. should be. Everybody in a relationship can be confused and emotional at points. Oh, especially with the ones
1: closest to you. Yeah,
0: that's who you take your stuff out onto. Regardless of that, he thinks, again, it's important to separate them. He talks to them both separately, and Gabby kind of mentions that they had a very rough morning. She talks about how she kind of owns up to the fact that she's quote-unquote mean to him sometimes. Which, you know, again, I have a boyfriend. We say things to each other when we're in a heat of the moment time. But I think it speaks levels that she is, like, unloading this onto a police officer. Yes. Yes. Because to me, that's more of a cry for help than it is just, like, venting to your friend about, like, oh, my God, I said this to my boyfriend and I feel bad about it. Like, it is maybe, like, she recognizes that, you know, it's to a point where it's not a normal relationship. Exactly.
1: And in the video, it is way more intense than what we could obviously describe. Right. I just
0: recommend that anybody who is interested in this case just goes and listens or watches it themselves. Because
1: you can definitely hear in the tone of her voice that she is just unloading all of this that's on her chest and she's speaking fairly quickly and just very, like we said, like something's festering inside of her and she's just unloading all of this.
0: And to me, you know, of course this is speculation, but to me she sounds like a woman who is triggered by... A man who doesn't understand her needs. I think she's, she she says it herself. She deals with anxiety and depression. Yeah, And I think, you know, obviously that's a huge piece of her. And you need a significant other that's going to be there by your side through that, through your episodes that you have. And you need someone who's going to help you be better and not help you... Um, see yourself in a more negative light. Like, the fact that she is unloading all this stuff, being like, I'm bad to my boyfriend, to this police officer, makes me feel like her boyfriend makes her feel
1: bad. For who she is. Or for just some of the stuff that she has going on. And like you said, obviously in a relationship with your significant other, especially your significant other or anyone else, you're going to want them to sort of help you like you would do them. And in this video, it's very clear that she is... Placing a lot of what has happened to make them drive crazy on herself yeah at least that's what i am
0: and you know he the officer also then goes and talks to brian yes and brian takes little to no ownership he is a smooth talker to the police officer but he's not like yes, I did something that made her mad. He's like, ugh, she gets mad when I don't have shoes on. She has OCD. He's, like, kind of blaming her and almost making her seem like she is out of line for feeling feelings. Yeah. I just can't understand. This is the first encounter they've ever had with this police officer, and they're both just going to, like, unload in this way. And he's unloading in a sense of being like, yeah, I, I'm a hero for putting
1: up with all the stuff that she gets mad at. In the way the manner that in which he speaks, it's as if he has no ownership over his actions, no yeah, accountability like, over him participating exactly. in it.
0: It's it's just very like surface level like i'm trying to get this police officer to understand i'm the good guy in this situation and then he even says like oh don't charge her or something like trying to act like a hero instead of being like no listen we're both in the wrong a lot of the time it's not a big deal like this stuff happened he'd like it's just very like yeah i know it could be that sort of brushing
1: off the yeah severity of the situation of if a police officer pulled you over and your girlfriend was in such distraught you'd think there'd be more of a like feelings yeah. to it rather than being like this like, happens like, every day
0: reminds me of like the toxic like white athlete from your high school who oh. talk <laughs> themselves out of anything
1: yes and they're just know that they have that i don't know if it's i don't want to say charisma because you're not getting that credit but yeah. they have this way about them where they it's like can sort of slide under But the... like
0: people are fooled by it. Yes. And it's that is really when I was listening to that, that is all I could consider is that he's like the kid who skates because he's good at basketball. When and oh. and he can do no wrong because the town will say I don't know. Yeah, it's, like that's it was what the I, most
1: frustrating thing to hear Gabby speak about her issues and being like, This was all on me. Mm-hmm. And just have someone who is closest to her, someone who's known her practically her entire life, not say anything, not take accountability over his actions, not have a little bit more compassion for her. Yeah. It was... It's very...
0: You're right. Like, it's. it lacks compassion. Yes. I think that is really what it was. It sounded very surface level. At the end of the day, the police officer is there to do what he can in that moment. And... It didn't seem like either of them were putting each other in crazy danger in that moment. But the police officer, and he's with another person at this point, does say, well, you know, we're not actually allowed to act on discretion for situations like this. There is a clear cut when it's intimate partner, violence, situations Mm -hmm. like that. There's, like, a clear protocol that we have to do. And so we do have to separate you guys. So it ended up being that they put up Brian in a hotel that night and Gabby stayed in the van so that the two of them could like kind of cool off and separate each other. They did also describe another situation to the police officer, which I feel like I don't really want to get too into these talks with the police officers because I think that it can end up being nitty gritty. And until we know more, I would or like factually to factually kinda... that it
1: happened. It's yeah, hard to bring exactly. up something so drastic and be like, this was a definite indication of this when- It could have been a false reporting.
0: Exactly. So they had told the police officer that they had kind of a rough morning. And there was like a report of Brian, I guess, trying to, quote, create distance by telling Gabby to go take a walk and calm down. She did not want to be separated. This is a quote, by the way. She did not want to be separated from the male and began slapping him. He grabbed her face and pushed her back as she pressed upon him and the van. He tried to lock her out and succeeded except for his driver's door. She opened that and forced her way over him and into the vehicle before it drove off. So, allegedly, that was reported. um, And then they do, they talk about that. And she Mm. kind of tries to be like, no, like, I was mad at him. It's okay. Like, he didn't really do anything. He was just trying to get space for me. Like, she's really owning up to everything all on her own. You know, initially, the officer's report said that he believed, quote, it was reported that the male had been observed to have assaulted the female. But then he later wrote that, quote, no one
1: reported that the male struck the female. And as of recently, I'll link it in our show notes, the person who reported this came forward. I believe it was an article on E! Not Concrete, but they did come out and say that they saw um, him assault her. They saw Barney They saw Gabby. So,
0: yes, they released a 911 call um, from that day. And the 911 operator is like, what happened? And the caller tells the 911 operator, well, we drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. Then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. With that, I think that's all that we should honestly say about that topic because I just don't want to, you know, do it an injustice by speculating or talking about it too much because again this is what we have and that's that um sorry i feel like i'm being so annoying in this episode being like and with that we're not talking about it further (laughs) (laughs) because i'm just like i really um want to have respect for the fact that her family is grieving so on august 24th um gabby facetimes with her mother and tells her that she is leaving utah and heading to the teton range in wyoming On August 25th, there are multiple texts between Gabby and her mom. The um, family believes that she is in the Tetons on this day. So, August 25th. On August 27th, there was kind of a weird um, text exchange between Gabby and her mom. And this time, her family believes that she was still in the Tetons. Um, According to Fox News, there was a search warrant for computers and hard drives in the van. There was a strange text that they ended up investigating. So this is according to the search warrant. Quote, on August 27th, 2021, Gabby's mother, Nicole Schmidt, received a, quote, odd text from her. The text message read, quote, can you help Stan? I just keep getting his voicemails and missed calls, unquote document said that specifically like that is the text itself um it goes on to explain that stan is actually gabby's grandfather but her mom is like very sketched out by this because gabby never refers to her grandfather as stan so she's like why would this be the first time she ever refers to him him that that. way yeah yeah So, and and this in itself is also what gave police probable cause to search Brian's home, but we'll get to that eventually. On August 30th, her family receives their last text message from Gabby. They don't think that she wrote it. Very adamant about that, by the way. Yes. According to Richard Stafford, who is the family attorney, the text message that they were served was, quote, no service in Yosemite. That's it. Again, I don't want to speculate about this, but, you know, she is FaceTiming her parents. She's texting her family. Like, she is close with her family. I don't... I'm putting myself in her shoes, and I'm like, if I'm in a place so far away from home, and I need to send a text being like, I don't have any service, it's probably going to be a little bit more heartfelt. It might be like, no service, I'll text you as soon as I can, no service, love you, something Or even an a estimation of when
1: she would communicate next because it, she exactly. was doing it so frequently.
0: Exactly. So I, I, that I understand why her family is very put off by it. I don't think it is... An easy thing to, to digest, over, like, especially yeah.
1: people who are closest to her and would know the way that she was that, texting exactly. and know that she would be the person to always be in touch or at least let you know when she would be in touch next. Like,
0: yeah. And that's so true because like, you know, if anyone close to me ever gets a text from me where I use the letter U instead of Y-O-U, oh. that's not me. Oh,
1: no. You no, know what
0: I mean? No. There's always going to be like doubt that it's not me Mm. if i type like that and i'm sure her parents like that's a horrible example but i'm (laughs) sure her parents are analyzing her messages being like no that one sounds like her that one's a little weird Mm -hmm. like you know how can they not and i don't i i agree with them that they should be looking into the text messages that don't feel like they were from her of course september 1st 2021 Brian Laundrie returns to his home in Northport in Florida, where his parents live, and that's it. It just, he returns. The white car, the van that Gabby and Brian have been traveling in, was later recovered by police at the home. It was processed and, quote, there was some material in there that authorities will be going through. But at this point, as of Tuesday night, we don't really know what that is specifically. I just don't, I cannot physically wrap my head around, mentally, I cannot, I nothing. I cannot, in any form of any way, <laughs> I... I, I I'm literally at a loss of words for why, in his right mind, would he think it's okay to come home with the van and not her. Exactly. Regardless of
1: what happened. She may be frolicking in Utah, but why the hell aren't you? That is a person you've known practically your entire life. Or like, I'm sorry, but
0: you can't find her? Leave the van there and get a plane ticket at the very least so she doesn't have nowhere. Exactly. Like, to me, him coming home means him knowing... She She is no longer there. That is how I initially thought of the case. Mm -hmm. By September 11th, 2021, after not being able to get in touch with her, Gabby's family, who lives in New York, reports her missing to the Suffolk County, New York Police Department. When Northport authorities go to Brian Laundrie's home, they're essentially told that they're, like, only to deal with the attorney and the family, and Brian will not speak to them. They the literally... parents do not let Brian talk at all. They don't even see Brian. And it's just, you want to talk about this?
1: Talk to our attorney. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally just gave them the business card, and it's like, bye.
0: Yeah. So, that's that. And by September 16th, like, at this point, Gabby's family is pleading in the press for Brian's family to just kind of help in the investigation. I mean, it's literally devastating. In a letter read by um, Gabby's family attorney during a news briefing, they say, quote, please, if you or your family have any decency left, please tell us where Gabby is located. Tell us if we are even looking in the right place. All we want is for Gabby to come home. Please help us make that happen. And I just want to also say, mind you, Gabby has been living with Brian's family. Before they went on their trip, Gabby was living with Brian's family. So I don't know if to you, it gives you, like it speaks volumes to me that you could let a person live in your home and let them in to love your son and then they go missing, and you just don't want to help the investigation.
1: At reading, hearing them reading that and like reading all the news about it, it's just heartbreaking. And if anything, it's just frustrating. Because, right. like you said, they know Gabby.
0: Yeah, she's not a random girl.
1: Exactly.
0: And so, regardless of that, my whole thing is just I can't understand. Than not helping it because, you know, at the end of the day, whether you know what happened to her or not, she's a... Like, I don't know. I, I just... This is, like, the thing that really makes me so upset and if his family... If we find out days or weeks from now that his family, like, did everything they could somehow and we just didn't know about it, I'm still... It wasn't enough because... If I like I, I keep putting myself in this situation if Matt was missing, I would be with Matt's family I would be calling all the search it like there's just no explanation why
1: anybody would be silent. You in would this be moment. active mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to be quiet. I don't even think, you would be worried about even how you're going to be perceived. There's in no a way. time
0: to worry about that because as of this moment, Gabby is alive but missing. That exactly. is what we know. So there is no time to be like, "Oh, but what about a murder charge? Mm-hmm. I don't want to get
1: involved." I'm sorry. That is so true. Cuz like, mind you, that they read that September 16th Mm-hmm. They have no knowledge of what we know now. And exactly. to them, she is still alive. Yep. So,
0: you know, at that point, it's so incredibly sketchy to me that they're silent because I would think that people who wanted her safe and home would be raising hell. Mm-hmm. Their home. Yeah. I don't know. It's This is, like, the part that really just makes me so emotional because, like... <laughs> I just can't understand for the life of me. I try and I try to be like, well, maybe this is the case. Maybe it's this. I cannot think of any rational situation where you should stay quiet while your son's ex-fiance is missing. And her family is so
1: frantically looking for her. Like, I what on God's green earth would possess you? And they're asking for quite literally the bare minimum of just talk to us literally that's where did
0: he leave her Mm -hmm. just where was he when he took the van and decided gabby's not gonna be in it where was he when he thought he would never see gabby again so he may as well just take the van and go home like when was that moment
1: that why wasn't
0: even his, we, by the way, right? It, it was van. It her was Gabby's van. van. And I'm sorry, but why don't we have the answer as to why he came home? Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's, even the parents can't be like, oh, well, you know, something happened to her and he's he can't talk about it now. He's so distraught. I don't get why there's not at least, even a bad
1: one, but why there is not at least one explanation. Mm-hmm. Because, sure, there is... What's it called? That thing that everyone says trial by public opinion Mm -hmm. and where they might not want their son to be all caught up in this. But I mean, like you said, at this point, she's just missing.
0: After several days of both Gabby's family and police pleading with Brian's family to cooperate in the investigation, Brian's family requests police to come to their home where they let police know they haven't seen Brian since September 14th. So that is last Tuesday. And th- so this is now Friday, I think. And they, they're they like, oh, actually, we, we got to tell you something. We actually haven't seen
1: Brian since Tuesday. And I mean, if anyone who has been just having the news on and reading this, this is what really... Just shifts everything. Right. Because you and, can make excuses up to that point mm-hmm. of what they were doing. Of, exactly. Oh, this, whatever, so have you. But this? This. Right. Just. I'm sorry, <laughs> but if
0: it's also anything except for that you think your son did it. Like, if you, like, for some reason, maybe someone's out to get both of them then you would think your son's in danger and you would want the police involved. Mm-hmm. If you think, like, oh, something happened to her and my son had nothing to do with it, you would think your son would want her back. So you would think there would be some urgency in helping. But then the fact that their son went missing, apparently, on September 14th, and they're not going to say anything until
1: three days later. It's like, how long was he really missing for at this point? Because I know, can't trust that what That is say. what I've
0: been thinking. Because I actually read a Fox News article that had said, like, I don't know, it kind of put into question, like, is it really possible for him to have just gotten out on September 14th? Because by then, we already had vans, like, parked out of his house. Someone would have seen him leave. Exactly.
1: Like, it wouldn't have been this hidden thing that no one knew about. And then just three days
0: later, like, oh, we're supposed to believe that all of the media was staked out for three days and didn't just know that he wasn't, I don't know, it's
1: just... Uh, Maybe, but it's questionable. It's something to consider that if he did leave when they said, why wasn't... Why didn't anyone else see anything?
0: Yeah. The Northport police said on Twitter, quote, It is important to note that while Brian is a person of interest in Gabby's disappearance, he is not wanted for a crime. We are not currently working a crime investigation. We are now working a multiple missing persons investigation. To which... Yeah, um, yeah. But to which I think it's important to note that Gabby's family maintains their daughter is missing. Brian is hiding. That is not missing. That is hiding. He walked out of the house on his own accord after his girlfriend is missing and he's under fire for it.
1: Period point blank.
0: That's hiding. By September 18th. Northport police say authorities are conducting a search for Brian at the Carlton Reserve, a natural area with more than 80 miles of hiking trails in Venice, Florida. This is supposedly where he told his parents he was going. And for some reason, we are holding this to be very valuable information from the parents. (laughs) Although, I don't know. Mm. So... um. Roughly 50 law, off- law enforcement officers from five local agencies and the FBI are now searching for Brian, um, according to Taylor, the, pol- the police spokesperson. Um, they said that at a news conference. And Taylor added, "Laundry has an enormous amount of pressure on him to provide answers to what's going on. And he's the only one who can. Right. And, but like, obviously... Aren't we like, yeah, he's under pressure. And guess why? Because he's not answering anybody. Mm. If last week he came back and was like, or two weeks ago now, he came back from this trip and was like, oh my God, something terrible happened to her. I need help. And I would like to help as much as I can to find her. No one would be mad at him. I mean, people would be mad at him, but many less
1: people. Oh, yeah.
0: Like now the entire country is mad at him. Because he has done so little. So, yeah, there's pressure, but I don't really feel that bad. No. Meanwhile, the FBI announces that the agency and its partners are also conducting ground surveys in the Grand Teton National Park that are relevant to Gabby's disappearance. On September 19th, 2021, human remains are discovered in Teton County, Wyoming. And they are, quote, consistent with the description of missing 22-year-old Gabby Petito. By then, full forensic identification had not been completed to 100% confirm that it was Gabby, but they had already notified her family of the discovery. And the news conference is, like, extremely upsetting, and they, like, extend their condolences to the Petito family it's just like devastating. By September 20th, um, Brian Laundrie's parents are questioned at their home and their home is searched for hours. Then people start to spiral on TikTok and oh. YouTube and social everywhere media everywhere else. Um, a potential clue comes on Sunday, September 19th, I think that was. Um, where basically this, like, vlogging couple posted a video to YouTube of what they thought was Gabby and Brian's van near the Wyoming camping area that they were in. Um, This is Kyle and Jen Bethune. Um, They said that the video was taken on their GoPro and basically, like, that I don't know. Jen Bethune like says like, oh, like I saw the van plates were from Florida, and I'm also from Florida, so I thought that maybe we would go and say hi, but the van appeared to be completely dark and abandoned, like there was no one there. So they figured that they maybe were like hiking, or they were just like sleeping inside or something. There were no doors open, but something that people do point out that was interesting because you can find we'll put in the um in the pictures on our Instagram. Um, there's a picture where you can, like, kind of zoom up and see one flip-flop on, like, next really? to the man. It's, like, very <sighs> ominous. There's just, like, a flip-flop. And oh. so, I don't, that's, like, obviously, like, we don't know that that was the flip-flops she was wearing, but it's, it's ominous to see yeah. that in a picture. But I would also like to, like, say, um... I don't necessarily think that um, it's very important for us to be talking about these, like, internet things. I This one, I think, is okay um, to talk about. Obviously, it's a picture of the van. It helps police place, like, okay, the van was here at this point. Um, and this one was kind of a total accident um, because Jen Bethune, like, she actually didn't really even know she took that picture or that video um but she was like I think watching the news or something and then people said like if you were in this area check your footage pay attention it and that is what brought it to our and attention. and literally she was editing her video and saw the van so this was like you know she didn't she wasn't asking for extra credit or clout or anything like that but I think it's important to just kind of note that You know, sometimes social media can be very helpful to things like this, but it also can be maybe potentially detrimental. Like, um, there was a girl on TikTok who revealed she maybe gave, like, a ride to someone who she thought was Brian Laundrie, and um, she believes that it was him. He said that he, quote, needed to go to Jackson where she was already headed, but about 20 minutes later, she men- he, She mentioned, quote, Jackson Hole, and he, like, allegedly got all freaked out and asked to get out. Um, she says, once I said Jackson Hole, he became agitated. Um, he seemed like he needed to get out. He was kind of antsy, and that's when things got weird. Um, she said they let him out by the Jackson Dam, and then he walked across the street and into a nearby crowded parking lot, Presumably to, like, continue hitchhiking. Um, She says that she put this TikTok video out because she's hoping that someone can identify him and just, like, to raise awareness, which, you know, it's kind of a slippery slope. I do think it's important to raise awareness to get his face out there considering he is missing and people should be aware of him. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we run the risk of... False reporting. False reporting um, overwhelming, you know, the officers that have to investigate tips. And it just. And on top of that, it's just like, where do we, how do we know which TikTok video is credible? And how do we know who's on TikTok to like exploit this tragedy and who is
1: on it to actually raise, raise awareness? awareness? Exactly. Because that is a major pro of like these new apps that we have, like TikTok mm-hmm. and YouTube. It brings a lot of awareness, but it can garner the wrong attention to no not the wrong attention it could garner attention to the wrong type of video yes
0: and because i we know firsthand you know when tragedies happen people take these things and they make comedy tiktoks out of it and they make disgusting things for for attention and humor and views and it's just it's kind of I don't know, I hate that we live in a world where I'm like, oh, and another sighting is mm-hmm. on TikTok. Because I'm like, I wish we didn't have to rely on that. I love the fact that now we can get information out to younger people and younger people can be aware of the news in those ways. But I'm also like, is this the most appropriate way to spread awareness about a missing person and, like, for a And family?
1: almost is there a way that we can, like, Not get ahead of it, but as a way we could verify this before it does become this massive thing. Like, my thing is, okay, if you have this sighting that you are so concrete about, before maybe taking a video, maybe make it and it's fresh in your mind, show police or talk to them. And if they do discount that... It would be
0: one thing, too. Like, if she... So, she did report to police that she thinks that she um, gave him a ride. And I, I don't I don't even know if at this point it's disputed. I'm ready to believe that it is her, uh, him that she gave a ride to. But at the end of the day, that's between her and law enforcement. And I think that's kind of where it should be left. And I think if she wanted to make a video of, like, you guys watch out for this man, he's dangerous, she would have made the video, you guys watch out for this man, he's dangerous. Not, like... I had my 15
1: minutes of fame because exactly, I because gave him a ride it's like and you grasping. don't even necessarily have to say that it's just the tone that it comes across when this case is at this heightened level of everyone wants yeah. to know what's happening it's like you almost want to backtrack yeah to be like let me rephrase this or let me put this out as hey this might have been this is not him yeah. Which I mean, there's so much other things that go into that. Which would anyone even care if she said might and not exactly it was him? So would true. we even know? That's also true. To play devil's avocado. but it's it's just hard with yeah. social media. Yeah. It's well, really hard. My oh, God, we're old. Hell, I know. We're grandma. But... We're like kids
0: nowadays. Yeah, like
1: back <laughs> in my day.
0: We're, we're like her Those age. Pesky little kids, <laughs> they just don't know how to use the internet. <laughs> The Wi-Fis. <laughs> the Weefies? I'm trying to hook up the Wiffy. No, and these kids just won't stop with their ticketed talking <laughs> is. <laughs> I,
1: hate, I hate how quick you switch to that voice. <laughs> uh. Uh.
0: Well, unfortunately, um, on this Tuesday, September 21st, as of our recording, which the... is 8:34 p.m., just it's yes, we're wrapping y'all. this up at night. Um, the last thing that we know is that the autopsy officially ruled the body that was found to be Gabby Petito. One thing we still don't know for certain is what was her manner of death. We will be doing the best we can to. Um, Give updates on our social media account um, just in a sense of, you know, if, if this case, if the manner of death is re- disclosed, if um, this case ends up going to trial, things like that. Um, but again, we're not really in the business of projecting other people's opinions and, um, you know, saying things that are not fact. So again, do your own research on this case Get up to date, get up to speed, and stay aware because anybody can be Gabby Petito. And that's just a sad reality, but we have to be aware of that. Thanks for listening. You can catch us on Instagram at The Chalkline Pod, Twitter at The Chalkline Pod, and you can follow along with our YouTube channel. The link is in our Instagram bio. Tune
1: in next Thursday for another story